What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, all right, all right, guys. What I tell you? What did I tell you? Warriors in six or seven? Warriors in six, baby. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? For all my listeners in Cali, was it not lit to bring a championship home? Oh my goodness. And if you live in Cali and you don't go for the Warriors, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I understand having other teams, but I'm sorry. Like something like the Lakers or something, whatever. It's not about them right now. It's all about me. It's not about any other team right now except for the Warriors because Warriors. I love it. Dub Nation, stand up. And shout out to Steph for being goaded and great. Um, a servant of God, uh, a great husband, a great father, but an all-around great player and individual that is, especially as a player, he is consistently unappreciated, consistently they try to downplay his talent and his contributions to the game and how it's changed completely because of him. Um, but no matter what they say, his his talent, his gifts, and his consistent discipline and worth ethic keeps showing up and showing out. And for Pete, baby, for Pete, that's four rings. Within the amount of time that I have fallen in love with basketball, and I uh, just want to say I'm here for it. I am only here for it. So shout out to Dub Nation. Shout out to the Warriors. And definitely, definitely, definitely shout out to Wardell Stephen Curry because MVP, no KD, MVP. No, KD. I fucking love it. I love it, guys. And if you guys use that chant, remember where you heard it from first, okay? MVP, no, KD. Shout out to Mickey on BK. Just saying. (laughs) Another thing that I wanted to talk about was we have some new countries in the family. We have some new countries in the family. Shout out to Malta. I hope I'm saying this right, guys. If I never say your um, country or anything correctly. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to the best of my ability. (laughs) But Malta, I didn't even know where that was. So I had to Google that. That was cool. In Finland, I did a a project on you guys in college where I learned about your healthcare and your education. And I thought, wow, America is shit. We are shit over here. But shout out to you guys for joining the BK family. And I love that you guys listen to me. And again, I know I've done this before. I've given Australia a special shout out, but they're still growing and doing the damn thing. And y'all are showing up and showing out. So who knows? I may have to do a live show in Australia one day just to show you guys some extra love and support because I really appreciate you guys showing up and showing out for me. But And as always, all the other, if you're in the States, thank you. If you're in other countries, thank you as well. You know, I just try to shout out our new members and stuff. Um, But this week, I want to talk about the topic of closure. Now, I didn't really think that closure would be so controversial or so hard and such a debate for people, but apparently it is. And I've seen it show up in multiple forms in my life, all throughout my years of living so far (laughs) and I don't know it's it's weird to me the human being's desire for closure it's not weird as if I think it's weird that humans desire it in general that's not weird at all 
I guess I never realized how much the need for closure affected human beings in general. I knew how it affected me or lack thereof affected me, but I never realized it. this thing was so vital to human beings in order for them to move on in their lives or to just feel great or to not question themselves. Closure is really a bigger uh, factor than I thought. Uh, fun fact for me, right? But that's why I wanted to make an episode and I want to talk about it. I want to talk about how it is for me, maybe how it looks for you and some other things. But before we jump right into the closure, there's also this thing, um, pick your heart. That's what I, that's what I want to start off this by saying, pick your heart. So long story short, we all know Lala Anthony is I don't know if they're divorced or whatever, but I know she's no longer with Mello. And that was hard. And she said a comment that was like, it's easier to stay. It's easier to stay because that's what's comfortable. That's what's normal. That would have kept my family together. That would have kept my child's parents together. You know, like it's easier to stay. It's harder to start over. It's harder to start a new chapter. It's harder to leave. And I loved that perspective from her. But then I was watching Keeping Up and Chloe and Kim were talking and fix can fix your face, guys. Fix your face. <laughs> I can feel the faces through the um, mic. But they were talking about, you know, Tristan Thompson and his consistent cheating. And they were talking about how and their relationships they stayed. They stayed for their kids. They stayed to make sure that when they really did walk away, they would have no regrets, no regrets. And I know that was especially for Kim. She wanted to make sure that when she divorced Kanye, there was absolutely no regrets. And, you know, when kids are involved, of course, it's a main factor. And when you walk away, like, you know, like, okay. And I get that. I've had moments where I've walked away from people And I knew I had done everything to the best of my ability. And I knew that you just were not meant to be in the next level. And I felt no regrets. I felt peace. I was fine. So I get that. But then they said something like, people don't understand. It's harder. Like, it takes strength to stay. It takes strength to stay and deal with it. Now, as we talked about in the last episode, I know that everybody has to be accountable for their own actions. And of course, it takes... I'm it's like a, of course it takes strength to stay, right? It takes strength to stay and continuously put up with the mistreatment because you know you don't deserve it, but yet you're still accepting it kind of thing. Or if you're staying for kids, it's like, okay, well, I'm staying for the kids. I'm trying for them. But the danger I think about with stuff like staying for kids is what happened when the kids grow up. Or what happened when the kids get to a certain age and you think, ah, well, at least I can say we were together, but you were miserable together the whole time. Like, that's not a healthy example. Kids usually grow up and be like, I would have rather you've been single and happy than married and miserable, dating and miserable, in a relationship in some form of miserable just to say that you have a partner or just to say that my parents stayed together Sometimes you can bless the kid more by not being together. But both 
two totally different perspectives about staying and leaving in relationships. And it just made me think that that's a consistent debate in society as well. Do you stay? Do you go? Are you weak for staying? Are you weak for leaving? Like marriage is work and da 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 and relationships are work and this and that. And I think the realization that I came to when I was thinking about both comments that the girls made and I was thinking, pick your heart. That's what it boils down to. It really boils down to a person picking their heart. Is this hard for you? Is it harder for you to stay? Like if you're a person who um, is really good at leaving, um, maybe the challenge for you would be to stay. If you're a person who consistently stays and, you know, people kind of expect that from you, maybe the challenge for you is to love yourself enough and to walk away. What does that look like? for you. Um, it's a different, I think it's different for everybody, but I think that everybody should make the best decision for themselves. Um, and the reason I took such a long pause is because I was about to say, I know, but I'll go with, I think, you know, (laughs) but I really strongly, strongly think (laughs) that, uh, you got to do what's best for you. Actually, scratch that. I know that you have to do what's best for you. And there will be people who view you as weak, no matter which option you choose. And there will be people who view view you as strong, no matter which option you choose. But at the end of the day, the only people who are going to be affected by the option that you choose is yourself and the other people that are involved. So you have to boil down to choose your heart. What are you comfortable with? And are you okay with the repercussions that come from either one? Um, Because, or I should say, what happens next because repercussions always make it seem like it's going to be bad but if you leave it's not always bad and if you stay it's not always bad sometimes you can stay and fix it you know it's just what's what's meant to happen which is why I always say my favorite thing to do is check in with God moving on moving on to the topic of closure right So as I was saying earlier, I didn't realize that this was such a big deal for human beings. Like, I mean, I get how it can be. I'm not missing that point at all, but it's a really big deal and kind of like a stronghold for people that I never really realized that it was, it ran so deep because I've had situations where I've seen people and they're like, I just need to know why, or I need the closure. I need the closure. This closure will help me move on. And I just think I get it, but I'm also like, wow, because from my perspective of closure, it's not the end all be all for me. If I get the closure, okay, maybe I have a little more clarity than I would have without it. But if I don't get the closure, it's not going to stop my life. It's not going to stop me from moving forward. Um, Plus, you just don't always get, you don't always get the answers that you're looking for. Like some shit just happens and it is what it is moving on. Like that's the way I look at it. But I understand a lot of people don't look at it that way and they need like this explanation because they feel like this magical explanation is just going to fix it all. Or when you get clarity on it, it's going to make the situation seem less fucked up. No, it's you. People never sit down and think about you may not even want the explanation. 
because if you're trying to use the explanation to manipulate yourself and to get back into somebody's life and they don't let you back in, well, that failed. If you're looking for the explanation to try to justify the fucked up behaviors or actions of somebody else, and then you hear their reasoning and it may just be they didn't care or they just chose to, or you feel like their reason isn't valid enough, now you have a whole new issue. Yeah, I got closure, but now I'm extra upset because I'm like, so you really didn't have to do this to me. You really just chose to do this just because. I think there is a fantasy world sometimes attached to closure. And do I think every instance of closure? Absolutely not. Do I think closure can be um, helpful? Absolutely. But some of it is like people be living in this fantasy world. Like you think you're going to get this answer and you think it's going to magically make you feel better. And people never think about the what happens after you get the answer. Like what if it's an answer that you don't like? What if it's an answer you don't feel is valid enough? Or what if, okay, I get all the answers and say it really did make you feel a little better. Now what? Now you're going to have to move forward. Now you're like, either way, you're, well, you don't have to, but either way, you should want to move forward, whether you get it or you don't. So I don't really understand um, why people obsessed with closure the way that they do especially like I need to talk to the I need to talk to the person like I just have to to get closure you can get closure without talking to a person like no response is a response that's not the response you want but it is a response okay I I don't get it I get it but I don't (laughs) you know but I guess that's a just because it's not a stronghold for me doesn't mean it can't be a stronghold for others so I don't want to come from a place of um, that seems arrogant or it seems like I just don't have any emotion behind this in general because I do. I just, I should say I don't struggle with it as hard. So maybe that's where some of my um, laissez-faire attitude about it is. But I think it's still important. Like even with me not struggling with needing closure from people, And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be nice. Sure, it'd be nice, but it's just like a common sense fact. I thought that you just don't get it all the time. Like it just is what it is. It's a part of life. You do not get closure all the time. And I just, again, like I've said, I don't want to let that stop me from moving forward and moving on to the next chapter in my life. But when I was doing some research on closure, um, certain studies were pointing out how the need for closure is on a scale, right? For each person. And some need it more than others. Again, I pointed out how I don't really need it and it's nice, but um, it's not a necessity for me to move forward. For other people, it may be. And I would just suggest work on it not being a requirement for you to move forward because I just feel like, oh my God, it's how it's, the need for closure, I don't want it to hold any of us hostage. No matter who it is, no matter who we think we need it from, I don't want it to hold any of us back and hold us hostage. Also, as I said, what do you do when you don't get the answers that you're looking for? Do you really let it stop you? Um, Do you really just think, okay, I'm the worst person in the world because I don't have an explanation from somebody who's either done me bad or somebody who doesn't want to talk to me and doesn't 
want to be a part of my life. Like it's almost like, which shocker because we're human beings and we make a lot of stuff personal when it has absolutely nothing to do with us. And a lot of times, a lot of the sh that we deal with with other people is self-projection. I get that. And I know that everything kind of intertwines and plays in with each other. So I get all that, but I mean, don't let it hold you back. And what happens when you don't get the answer that you, you don't like? Like, are you still going to stop? Are you still going to stay stagnant? Or is the anger from the lack thereof answer or the answer that wasn't appropriate gonna like piss you off and hold you back in that way? I don't want it to hold you back in any kind of way. I want all of us to be able to move forward, whether we have the closure that we thought we'd have or not. Because either way, if a chapter is closing, it's closing. Whether it closes in the way that we laid out or it closes in the way that it was written to close, it's closing regardless. Research also said that people who like order and predictability and that have a low tolerance for, for ambiguity, and they say, because I don't know if this always applies, but the research also said, in a rigid way of thinking, tend to struggle when they can't find answers to help them move on. And it says on the opposite end of the spectrum, people who are more open-minded, comfortable with ambiguity, are better able to cope with not achieving closure. And again, I think I'm on the uh, latter end that I said. Um, yeah, I'm open-minded. Yeah, I'm comfortable with not knowing. Does that mean I like to not know a lot of shit? Hell no, which is why I'm consistently researching things and talking to people and trying to have conversations, deep conversations. What makes you you? What triggers you? Where is your trauma? Like, you know, of course I like answers. Of course, understanding is great. But I remember reading something in the Bible one time. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it was and I don't want to steer you guys wrong, but basically, um, is it Ecclesiastes? And I think King Solomon is writing these, but he's basically, it was either that or Proverbs, but I don't know, but it basically was talking about wisdom, may have been in Proverbs, it was talking about wisdom and how, yeah, like it's great and all, but you know, too much wisdom can bring sorrow. So, of course, we want the answers to a lot of stuff, but there are times, let me say this, there are times when I have found out information, whether I assumed it was true or not, when it was confirmed, um, I'm grateful that God let me find out when he did, because he knew at the moments when I really wanted to know, or at the moments when I was going to assume anyways, uh, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I would not have been able to handle it. I am so grateful for the things that God protects us from. And it's not to say that wisdom in general is bad. We should move out of wisdom. We should seek wisdom, right? But even that comes at a price because sometimes always knowing the answer isn't going to make you feel great. Sometimes it can bring sorrow. Sometimes it can make you upset. Sometimes you'll find out things and you'll be like, I could have lived my whole life without knowing that. So I know that consistently needing answers, you pay a price for. And some stuff, it just really is what it is. But I don't want to downplay it because, I mean, I, I like answers and I'm an overthinker. So if you don't tell me what it is, I'm going to come up with my own conclusion anyways. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, there's that, but... Uh, uh, 
don't know, guys. I don't know. Closure is just so weird. It's it's weird. It's it's not weird as if don't seek it. Because I'm not saying don't seek it. I'm just saying that if you seek it, the other person isn't receptive, move on. I'm saying if you're seeking closure from somebody who is known for consistently lying to you in the first place or trying to manipulate you, what real closure are you getting from that? More lies and manipulation. See, that's not really closure. That's almost like opening up the wound again. Like, let me play with fire. Like, it's so many factors that plays into closure. You have to think about the person that I'm seeking closure from. Are they a decent human being? Will they even be honest? Like, is the closure that I'm getting going to open up more wounds, going to create new wounds? Like, all of that plays into a role of people's desire for um, closure. Also, psychologists say that people who are constantly able to find closure usually have value systems that can easily incorporate answers to validate their worldview. And they use a religious ideology example when people say... That was God's will and no further explanation is needed. And I think that helps me. Yes, I'm an overthinker and everything, but some stuff, it just is what it is. It's already written. Like, it's going to play out how it is. And I've had different experiences. Like, when my dad walked out of my life, he didn't sit me down and say, we're going to fake a DNA test and I'm going to walk out of your life and not raise you. We did not sit down and have this conversation, Right. And I didn't go back to him looking for closure on it because I got the answer that I needed with his actions. And I've had friendships that have ended that there is no bad blood. Like I see them growing their families, having their businesses. I love and support them from a distance. But we, we knew what it was. We knew when we were growing apart. We knew when those friendships were ended and there was no beef, no bad blood. But we weren't sit down like this friendship is over. We're moving in different directions. Like we just went about our lives. We didn't sit down and have this ending conversation just to be able to move on with our lives. Like, I mean, we just moved on with our lives. Life is consistently changing. People come and go. Circumstances change consistently. Life is an everlasting, never ending roller coaster until we die. Literally, until we die. So, I just think putting so much pressure on closure can be dangerous. I think it can be dangerous. I'm not saying don't go after it, but it definitely can be dangerous. And it says that the individual differences with each person and the need for closure can have different effects, sometimes harmful and detrimental for the people that don't receive it. And that's the end. That's the end of the spectrum. I want none of my BK members on. Well, anybody in this world, but you know, BK, y'all listening to me. I don't want any of us on that spectrum where, okay, if I get it, well, if I don't get it, it's going to make me feel so bad that I can't move on. Or I'm going to feel so lost and not a whack. Like I, like this is the answer I need in order for my life to be complete and to move forward. No, your life can move forward whether or not, whether or not you have that answer, you just, it would make you feel better to have the answer or so you think. <laughs> Everybody thinks they magically feel better when they get the true answers from people. And that's not always the case. Like it may hurt your feelings even more or it may be Maybe like, wow, I actually saw you in a better light before you opened up your mouth and told me why. Maybe you should have kept that to yourself. And I just don't want any of us on that 
end of the spectrum where we can't move forward just because we don't have an explanation from somebody who's not supposed to be in our life anymore anyways. And it's not always a really serious situation that um, desires or has this need for closure. Sometimes it could be smaller things. And I get that. Maybe you had a really bad disagreement with somebody. You're like, I just want to put this to bed. You're good on your end. I'm good on my end. It is what it is. Those kind of things. I get it. Like, again, closure um, for people and their need for it is on a scale. And I think there's levels to everything in life. There's even levels to closure. So I'm not saying closure in every instance can be bad, whether it's big or little. I'm not saying that it's necessarily bad. I'm just saying don't let it be a stronghold and hold you hostage. And some examples that psychologists were saying of how it could be bad is it can cause psychological distress, anxiety, depression, a person questioning questioning themselves as it relates to their own judgment, skills, and abilities. And see, that's the thing. If somebody doesn't give you an ending to something that's already ended, it makes you question you. I mean, I get it. We're humans. We want to know why. Maybe there's something we could have done or maybe there's something that I didn't see in myself that happens. Sometimes we have to have the right people. Always remember the right people and people's intentions behind it. Sometimes they have to show us the things that we can't see. That's cool. They hold up the mirror for us. But I, if you don't get an answer from a certain person, it doesn't mean that it should make you question you. You shouldn't question your abilities. You shouldn't question who I am as a person because they won't talk to me or because they won't do this. They won't do that. That's giving them too much power. If you want to give me this ending and we can agree on the way we want to end it, cool, beautiful. If we can't agree on the ending, either way it's ending and life goes on, okay? And this reminded me of another concept that me and another friend talked about before. I asked them what did they think about closure and was it a necessity for them? And they brought up this point of radical acceptance. They said they had been working on radical acceptance. And basically it's like a radical acceptance is a complete acknowledgement of reality as it is in that precise moment. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree with the situation, but you accept the situation wholly for what it is. And so, for example, if someone said, it's raining, and then they start saying things like, I don't like the rain. Why is it raining? My day is ruined from the rain, et cetera, et cetera, versus just the fact of it's just raining because that's the reality of the situation. That's what it is. And I don't want you to get that confused when complaining because, yes, all of us complain and all that, but literally acceptance accepting the situation whether good or bad or whether a mixture of both good and bad accepting it as a whole for what it actually is and this friend was telling me how closure and radical acceptance can play hand in hand together and I agree because you need radical acceptance when it comes to closure so just in case you don't get it you accept that for this is how it ended. And if you do get it, you still accept that for this is how it ended. And it's not always the ending of a full-blown relationship. Sometimes it's just the ending of a specific situation. But the point is, is I don't want any of us to be held and tied up in this stronghold. Like if you need closure, cool. If you don't need it, cool. Um, if you need it in a season and you don't need it in another, cool. You're human. Find what works for you. Get what you need. And if the other person is not willing to give it to you, give it to yourself. Like give the closure to yourself. Nobody ever really stops and think. Like everybody gives the other person so much power. I need this closure to move on. I need them to say this. I need them to validate this. I need them to give me an explanation. No, you don't. 
No, you don't. You can move on with or without their explanation. Maybe it's a little harder for you to move on without their explanation, but it's possible. You don't have to question yourself. You don't have to question your thoughts. You don't have to um, let it be the end just because that specific thing or that specific relationship is the end. Because life, there's still so much more life to live. And we never really know the day or the hour that God is going to call us home. And I'll be damned if I'm sitting up here begging for closure. Um, and this is wood that I'm recording on. So y'all hear that knock? Come through God. I pray to never be in a position where I need that closure. Because even where I need it that bad. It's okay to have the desire, but need it that bad. Let it be a stronghold. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for any of my people. I don't want that for any of my BK family because it's just not healthy. It's not healthy. If you can get it, get it. If you can't, cool. But the point is, is life goes on and we all have to continuously moving forward with or without the closure. And I think the thing is, is like I said, closure looks different for each and every one of us. But I mean... (sighs) it's inevitable. It's a part of life. Chapters ending, relationships ending, but don't get too discouraged about the ending of things because if things never ended, whether good or bad, there would be no room for new and new can be beautiful. Yes, it can be scary. Yes, it can be challenging. Yes, it can be worrisome because of the unknown, but um, new beginnings are just as beautiful if not more sometimes. Say yes to the new chapter. Say yes to the peace. Say yes to the new love. Say yes to the new connection. Say yes to the new job. Say yes to the new city. Say yes to the new you. If you are a new and better and improved you, you have gotten closure with the old version of you and you're moving on to something else. Say yes to that, you know? It should be, it's okay. It's okay to say yes to you and it's okay to say yes to things in life that you want. And it's okay to not let the other person or situation have that much power over you to where you can't move forward. We all have to keep moving forward, guys. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have on BK. I hope you guys enjoyed this closure episode and I can't wait to see you when we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye. Blank canvas, blank canvas